Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Chat on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV in Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. Our first guest this morning is Vincent Street Superintendent Jeff Wood. Good morning. Good morning. I'll tell you, it's, you and I were talking before we went on the air that, uh, you know, you guys are always busy, but this time of year is, you really put the time in, don't you? We do. It, it really picks up force when the leaves start falling and yeah, it, we get pretty busy. The leaves, heck, pretty soon that little white stuff will be falling too. And <laughs> Well, if it does, we got plenty of salt. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's, let's, let's back up a little bit. I think we can pretty much... Uh, uh, put the the wraps on summer. Yes, I, mean, I, I think last time we were here we talked a little bit about it. But I'm just going to ask you real quickly. Overall, the the the, uh, the whole the, any, everything you did over the summer, street wise, are you happy with what went on? I am. Um, we had a busy summer. We done you know a lot of patching, a lot of street sweeping, uh, picked up a lot of brush. But yeah, I'm I'm happy. It, Okay. We was busy, but it all went good. Okay, compost site. How long will it remain open for? Um, we don't have a definite date of when it's going to close. Of course, it will be open through, you know, all through leaf season. But uh, it just depends on the weather a lot. Okay, all right. So it's a, it could be, um, it could be a month. It could be two weeks. Two, yes, <laughs> yes. We just, we never know. Okay, but always remember if you have items that needed to be picked up. Give you guys a call. Give us a call. We'll make a ticket on it. When the guys go out, we'll pick it up. And if it's brush, just give you a call. Yes, brush. Uh, we get a lot of brush orders. Uh, like I said, just call. Judy will make a ticket on it. The day we send guys out to pick up brush, they'll take your ticket and they'll pick it up at your residence. I haven't checked the website yet or my app, but ha do you have a date set now for leaf pickup? Um, our plan... I'm thinking we're going to start the first, second week in November. Okay. Um, we got the route. It'll start uh, like week one. It'll be Eastgate area, all the streets off Bruceville, Wheatland Road area, and Willow Street to Main Street, 2nd to South 18th, including the Bunker Hill area, and like I said, Four Lakes and Eastgate area. Okay. All right. That's the thing is, now, if you don't get it the first time, I mean, let's face it. Some of these trees and leaves, they're stubborn. They hang they're on. Just, they just don't want to give up. Yes. And let's say, like, you go through a street. Oh, my gosh, you went through my street. My leaves are still not down. You're going to make an, another pass, right? We'll make two passes through the whole city, yes. Yeah, you understand. <laughs> yes. We, we will be back for a second round. Right, right. Now, here's the thing is, what are the do's and don'ts about leaves that, that you recommend? Uh, biggest thing, do not put brush in your leaf piles. It, you know, it, it clogs up the machine. The guys has got to stop and unclog it. If, you know, if you got a brush pile, just move it for time being. Uh, a lot of times if we have a busy leaf season, we'll put all the leaf or, or uh, limb orders on hold. Then we'll pick up the brush after we're done with leaf season. But yeah, just keep the brush out of it and trash and, you know, don't park your car on top of them. We cannot get them if your car is sitting on top of your leaf. Pile. It doesn't work that it way. Work. <laughs> That's a good point right there. <laughs> Just don't do that. Yep. All right. 
So again, uh, leaves are on the horizon. Uh, you mentioned patchwork, all right? Do you still do you do that throughout the year? We or? will. We'll patch all winter long. We got two hot box machines. You know, we put patch in. That it heats it up. So, yeah. I mean, as long as we pushing snow, we'll uh, we'll patch. Now he said it before I did, folks. The, the S word. <laughs> yeah. He said it, not me, not me. This is Jeff's fault. <laughs> I, I I did not bring that, that stuff up. You you open up the door right there for snow, and now I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> You know, let's face it, we're, we're, we're halfway through October, or more than halfway through October, basically. And, and now we're to the point where, you know, we've got to start thinking about winter here. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Are you guys ready? We're ready. Uh, our salt shed's plumb full. we got plenty of uh, salt brine for pre-treat. Yeah, we're, uh, we're ready. One of the things I know a lot of towns are short is drivers. Are you guys okay there? We're pretty good right now on drivers. Um, we got three of our bigger trucks that take CDLs to drive, so we're good there. And we got two smaller trucks that we put salt spreaders on, and we got several pickups, you know, with just plows. But right now we're okay on drivers. All right. What is the process? You know, and I and I talked to Indot about this too, but the process of um, pre-treating. When do you know when to start pre-treating a road before a system comes through? Basically, you know, we just watch the weather and, you know, NDOT's got websites. And if we know pretty sure it's going to happen, we'll go out and pre-treat the day before, you know, as long as we ain't going to get a rain. or mm -hmm. And it seems to help, you know, if we pre-treat, then come in with the salt trucks and the plows, we can plow it off a lot easier. Mm -hmm. but All right. We just watch the weather and... Uh, go for it you know one of the things whenever I, I would talk to bryce about this and he would always always want people to realize and i'm sure you're the same is snow emergency routes knowing if you're on one of the street like 13th street in vincennes and i can't think of all of them but i'm just that's that's one that sticks in my mind because it's close to my neighborhood but 10th street's usually a bad one uh, yeah, if you live on a snow route, I know not everybody can get off the road, but if there's any way possible, move your vehicle. Yeah, now, some of those only have parking on one side anyway. They do, yes. But like I said, for instance, South 10th Street, it's, you know, I've been there 20-some years, and I've always, you know, it's usually one lane down through there. It's just because all the cars, and like I said, I know everybody can't park off the street. But yeah, but do your best. Try to move them if you <laughs> yeah. can. Yeah, because that's, um, I know that's, that's why they're there. Yes. You know, we're, we're trained. We're, we've done, you guys have done a great job. We know where snow routes are. Yeah. You know, I know 10th and 13th. Those are the, the yeah. two. But, again, those are neighborhoods. But as you uh, prepare for winter, you know, you, you talked about the salt, talked about the drivers, talked about the procedure, okay? Is there anything else that you take in consideration, I mean, that maybe we're not aware of? You know, we got to make sure we got plenty of cutting edges for our snow plows. So, you know, we like what now? What was that? Uh, on the bottom of your snow plow, you got a, a boat on piece of metal. It's mm -hmm. a cutting edge. Um, you got to make sure you got plenty of them at the shop. I mean, they they break. Uh, you gotta you gotta have the boats to hold them on. Uh, just you know, small things. You don't want to you know need a plow in the middle of the night and don't have one. So yeah, you got to think of everything. I mean, wow. You do. You do. I mean, yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to get caught and not have it. So no, it's a, 
Again, that's one thing I never thought of. Yes. I never thought of that, that the blades. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I assume we just to go out there and go. Yep. Yep. Believe it or not, they you get a lot of them at break. I mean, you hit manholes and, you know, things like that. And with them being cold, they just, you know, they'll break in two or. And, and the boats, you know, they loosen up. That plow running up and down the road all night long. But it happens. But. You, you've driven one before. Oh, right? yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. Is it fun driving a snow truck? Uh, it is. <laughs> he's, he's giving me the face like, yeah, but it it, can, it has its challenges. It does. I mean. Uh, I thought. I thought. I would much rather do it. The night shift part, it's a lot easier, I think, just because of the traffic. But. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just, um, you know, some of the parts that you, you know, you got to get ready for. Yes, yes. Okay. And, you know, I've I've seen times when we're in the middle of leaf season and it snows and, you know, we don't mean to, but plow the pile of leaves back up in people's yards. No kidding. It, yeah, it happens. Now, uh, as far I think people also need to realize that the same – Individuals who are driving these trucks are also picking up your trash and doing other things with roads as well, right? Yeah, they're the same guys that's doing the patching and picking up the brush. That's just it's amazing. Yep. All right. All right. I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and take a break and we'll have more after this on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger on WAOV. Vincent Street Superintendent Jeff Wood and Vincent's Fire Chief Brett Bogue. Our guest this segment. Morning, Brett. Morning. How are we today? We're doing fine. Okay, I got to admit, this was take three because I called Brett the police chief. That's all right. I've been called worse. Not much worse, but I have been called worse. This is uh, um, October is Fire Prevention Week for us or Fire Prevention Month for us. Last week was uh, really the, the week of fire prevention, but it's become more, uh, October's the full month of fire prevention, and we hope everybody's doing fire prevention year for the whole year, so good time to check your smoke detectors, make sure the batteries are working, make sure the smoke detectors are working. Um, I think sure it's at the end of the month that we fall, or is that early November we fall back? Uh, early no, November, I think. Uh, yeah. I think so. That's when a lot of people I know do their smoke detectors. Right, yeah, that, that's a good time to do it. We, but, you know, we, we preach that now this month here as well. Okay. So, right. uh, But, yeah, the good times are the, the time changes. Works perfect. That's, that's twice a year. So, um, And then just remind people to, to watch what they're plugging into. Don't use the cheap brown uh, extension cords. We talked about that last time. Some of them are white too. Yeah, I see those cheap white, white ones. Yeah, yeah, those eighty-nine cent ones. Not, <laughs> Just not gonna work. <laughs> don't overload them. No. You know, so um, and uh, you know the nights are getting cooler, so uh, days are getting cooler. It's it's kind of cool out right now. Cool and wet. Something we're not we haven't been used to. A little rain in mm-hmm. the so, which is good for yeah. try, making things a little bit less dry. Yes. Me, so. All right. Uh, I, I'm going to talk a little bit about fire prevention real quickly. 
in all the years that you've been in the fire department, how has that changed? I mean, has philosophies changed or have they? It seems like it circles around, you know, it's, mm -hmm. uh, so th th most of it's the same. Um, the, the fire loads are up definitely, you know, from your house, uh, things burn a lot uh, faster. Um, you know, from the old wood houses that had just the, the wood furniture and stuff like that. Now you got the, the mattresses, it's got the foam in there and stuff like that and it's fast burning. So definitely uh, uh, fire spread and burn a lot hotter and faster than, you know, 25 years ago. Yeah, so. yeah they do, you know, and I mean, grills are much quicker and everything's bigger and stronger, isn't it? So. Oh yeah, yeah. It just don't last as long as it used to. No. You know, so. You know, and everybody around their house said, ah, it's not gonna happen to my house. I've done this for years. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you probably can, can cite numerous cases on that. Like, wait a minute, I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you see, over time we've seen a lot of fires started by the, the ceramic heaters or the little heaters that you plug in. They're plugged in that, you know, you might have, uh, five different things plugged into one of them extension cords and they get hot and catch on fire so you know that's a that that's a thing that we like to um we hope that people get away from you know a lot of your older homes here in vincennes is an old community so a lot of the older homes might have one plug in in the uh in the whole room so you know people have to do it but just try to make sure when you're doing it you're getting a good heavy extension cord or heavy heavy wire yeah let's think about it. in your kitchen okay people plug in the microwave pop if i got electric stove right refrigerator now we got air fryers that everybody has including myself i mean there's a heavy load right there yeah well like you know like your refrigerator is supposed to be on its own circuit your microwave is supposed to be on its own circuit you know but unfortunately like i said before we live in an old community houses aren't wired pro or uh to the new new codes for the new demands, and uh, it's like you said, it's you, you plug a couple of those things in, and and you're pulling a lot of amperage through there. But most of the time, if you are, if your house is wired right, it'll shut it down. Right. I mean, yeah. That's, that's why someone I try to tell somebody, if it shuts it down, that means it's working. I would say in in Vincennes we have uh, very few the old uh, fuse boxes. I, I think we most of our houses are, are circuit breakers now where they, where they kick. But I used to have them. Yeah. Until it's about three years ago. Oh, is that right? Screw in ones, uh, screw in fuses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably, I uh, bit the dust and got, <laughs> I mean, got it taken out. But I mean, yeah, I had to, the screw in fuses. And uh -huh. now it's like click, click, click. Oh, it makes it a lot easier. Oh, it does. Yeah. You know, but I live in an older home. Uh-huh. You know, from the 40s, I think it was. This so you ago. probably got the knob and spool wiring. Oh, yeah. Where it's uh, separated and right, right, individually right. ran. Yeah, yeah but, but you know, when you get your house rewired and stuff, they, yeah. you know. But that's why I'm really intrigued with circuits and stuff because I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, I guess I was lucky. You know what I mean? But you're right. I'm glad you brought it up about we have older homes. Yes. And some of them are in great shape, wiring and everything. Yes. But, but they are older. Yes. They, well, you know, back then we didn't have all these appliances. You didn't have microwaves. You didn't have the little space heaters. You know, now with through time, you know, we've, we've 
advancements has been made, and unfortunately, a lot of the houses are not brought up to the, the ready for the advancements. So you brought up space heaters, kerosene heaters. I mean, and I know it's not really real cold right now, but it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And boy, that you know, you just cringe when you talk about those, don't you? Oh yeah, winter winter's a scary time because you know, unfortunately, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody's going to leave a heater on, put a blanket over it. Uh, you know, something bad's going to happen because of one of those heaters. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, you hope that everybody gets out, uh, mm-hmm. realizes it quick enough before it gets out of control. You know, you and there's going to be a cooking. You know, we got Thanksgiving coming up. And there's going to be a. There's somebody's going to burn a turkey in the oven. <laughs> oh sure yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and the other thing is, you mentioned fire prevention week. You go to schools, talk to the kids when there's a fire to get low. I mean. Yeah. But I think sometimes we need one for. The house right I mean just like all right family here's what you need to check you need to do if not you call somebody and right making escape plan make a meeting place right. you know so we can count uh, you know and that uh, so and it's good you know when you you don't want because when we come in in our full turnout gear you know we've got SCBA on we got a helmet on um, you know, it could, for a little kid, it could, probably could be a little bit scary, and you want you want those kids to realize that we're there to help. So that's mm-hmm. why it's good we have, you know, lots of daycare kids in and uh, preschool kids in and stuff that come in the fire department to get to see us put on our full turnouts gear, and, and so they can start visualizing that at an early age. Uh, hopefully, that you know they don't hide from us in a situ- bad, in a bad situation. So okay, all right. Um, and the other thing we talked about, I think last time we were here, and I think it was worth repeating, uh, those uh, carbon monoxide. Yes. And, I mean, the odorless gas. I mean, that's, if you if you realize that your alarm's going off, and I, I, I mentioned I did this before, and thank you to the fire department, I gave them a call, and I had a faulty. Yeah. I had a faulty. Um, CO detector. C- detector. Yeah. It wasn't in my house, but it was going off, and that's what they found out. Mm-hmm. But but didn't cost me anything. Guys we're, came out. Oh, we're always glad to come out and check. I you know. know so. I mean, but I mean, while you were there, you figured out like that. While we're here, we're just going to go ahead and check a few other. I mean, that's what you can't ask anything more. Right. Right. So, and just you know, make the, the call. <laughs> and you know, even in um, you know, like your case, you had a faulty detector. But you know, if you're having headaches continuously, not that's unusual, or you're feeling sick nausea mm-hmm. you know th- th- could be co that's causing that so do call and have us come out and check it like you said it costs nothing for us to show up and do a co check and don't take very long you know so uh, right stay safe exactly you know i'm talking to you about this and i'm looking at jeff it's just like he and i talk about you get brush you put it in the front yard Give him a call. He'll come pick it up. Right. We do not take advantage of our city services that are out there, do we? I mean, we expect the once a week trash pickup and, you know, if there's a fire, the fireman. But there are other services you provide. Mm-hmm. And they just don't, people get it. I mean, I don't understand it. Yeah, just call and we'll, you know, like I said, we'll make a ticket on it and we'll come and get it. I mean, that's, you know, and so. Do we have the drop-off coming up? The drop-off was Saturday. 
Oh, it, it, it was coming up. It's come up and gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I asked gone. The thing. It's, yeah, it goes fast. It yeah. Goes fast. Well, see, I live out in the county, so I don't I don't get the luxury of getting to take my stuff in and drop it off there for the the citywide cleanup. But that's right. a nice thing, I, right. you know. But I mean, if you got a couch, put four stickers stickers on, on, give on us it. Give us a call. And we'll yeah. pick it up. Here's what's funny about that, though. <laughs> I, I had a neighbor do that. By the time the city came, that couch was gone. No, oh, yeah. The couch was gone and the stickers were gone. Yeah, they. <laughs> Somebody picked it up. <laughs> put, they always say put a, a price tag on it because it goes quicker than free. Yes. Yeah. If you put free on there, nobody wants it. But <laughs> I never thought of that. You know, on these rainy days, something else you need to be cautious of is, is when you pull your car in your garage, your floor gets wet. Uh-huh. Slipping. Slip, uh, slip hazards, you know. Jeff found that out the hard way. I did. Okay. I'm not even going to go there. I appreciate know. it. Okay. Well, anyway, um, I appreciate you two coming in. Anything else you want to finish up by saying? Uh, on the leaves, um, just get them out there. You don't have to call and give us an address. Like I said, we'll make two passes through the city. So just get them out there and we'll get to them. All right, gentlemen, appreciate you coming in. Have a great day. You too. You too. All right, stay tuned more in the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV in Vincennes, and also 97.3 FM in Washington. Our next guest, Vincennes Police Chief John Hillenbrand. So I had the street superintendent and the fire chief before you. So am I stepping up or am I stepping down? You're definitely going down. <laughs> I would never expect that. You know, that. you start at the top and you're just working your way down. Uh, I don't believe that. I, I, think, I think you're all, all great. So anyway, thank you for joining us. Normally the, the chief would have been here last week, but uh, he just uh, has some things he had to do. That's exactly right. That's a, that's a good way of uh, looking at it. So I was on a much needed vacation, so I appreciate the rescheduling. All right. All right. It's good. Here we go. We're going to talk about a lot of things today, believe it or not. All right. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, we are now in the fall. Okay. Yes. Okay. Conditions now are going to be kind of interesting from here on out as far as driving. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, it's funny because everybody says, well, it doesn't get slick till winter. Have you ever tried to drive on wet leaves? Absolutely. Yes. Wet leaves provide a very slick environment for sure yeah so anyway especially if you're a new driver yes i mean we love it when our kids get their license because that means no more chauffeuring around but they also have to be prepared certainly yeah whenever uh they're out there with the changing weather conditions you know fog wet uh wet leaves early morning dew on the ground things like that all provide uh, a bit uh, more caution when it comes to driving and especially our young drivers uh, that may be running late for things so we just want to make sure that everybody out there stay safe drive cautiously and be aware of the weather conditions okay 
that and then also we seem to get a little bit of fog in the fall too which, yes well you know there's just little things that just irritate us a little bit rain we're, yep. gonna, get, we're gonna get some rain but uh again just keep that in mind absolutely you know and also let's let's face it the deer are out there and there are a massive amount uh right now and they're out moving around so uh we want to make sure that uh everybody is uh being aware of their surroundings certainly yeah okay <laughs> anyway it's uh, i'm happy it's fall i love fall yes but i can do without the rain but i mean although i'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are, who are glad we did get some rain so the nice thing is we live in indiana so you never know what you're going to get from day to day sometimes hour to hour you just never know okay how's school going this year school is going very well um you know, there's been a lot of activities. Of course, we had uh, homecoming uh, a few weeks ago, and things are just moving along well. You know, and, and every school's going to have their little, their little uh, incidents or whatever. Oh, but that, certainly. But that's why you have resource officers. That's correct, yes. So they're, uh, they're in the school to provide safety and security, not only to the students, but also the faculty and those visiting the school as well as uh, maintaining a safe, the safe property uh, of the school building and, and the surrounding area. As you, I mean, it's, it's, it's I, I don't know if people realize, and I probably don't realize, the training that these officers go through. It's not like, okay, you're going there to babysit kids, good luck. No, 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 there's a training process to this. Yeah, for sure. There's, uh, not to mention the fact that they are full-time uh, either reserve officers or full-time uh, officers with the Vincennes Police Department, but even the reserve officers who have retired from the police department that now work for the VCSC. You know, you're talking about just to start out with the police department, you're talking uh, 16 weeks of academy, uh, 18 to 20 weeks of field training uh, at the police department. So it, it nearly takes almost a year, nine months to go through the training before they're ever out and expected to do the job or the role of the police officer. And then if they're an SRO, they go through additional training. Uh, there's a, the NASRO, uh, National Association School Resource Officers, which is a week-long course that they have to attend, as well as the school safety specialist training that's put on by the school, uh, by the Department of Education up in Indianapolis, which is also a week-long. So you're looking at all of that time and all of that training at a minimum standard before they ever start there in the school. Okay, see, it's just... I think people need to realize that that you know they're they're not running cops. No, nope. I mean, no, they're they're officers. Absolutely yeah, right. You know, and I see them at events. I see them everywhere. Yes. I mean, they're they're visible. <laughs> they're out and about and uh, making sure that uh, you know we we make sure that they're at all of the school functions uh, whenever there are large gatherings at the school and things like that. Certainly. And this year, you've been able to uh, work out an agreement with the sheriff's department to take one of their deputies and put them in uh, Vincent's Community Schools. Yes. So, um, yeah, uh, Deputy Jones is at Clark Middle School and uh, adding an extra layer of protection over there. And uh, we certainly appreciate the sheriff's department for allowing us the use of, of Deputy Jones. I mean, it's all good. I mean, that's, I mean, everybody works together on this. 
uh, we, we hate to, and I'm not going to go into worst case scenarios today because I just. That's uh, good. It's, it's too early for it's, that. It's we, just, don't, we don't want to definitely no, uh, damper the day with, with that kind of well, discussion. <laughs> right, now, right now, my brain is just not functioning. I could come up with a good question. So. But, but the thing is, I do want to hit it with the kids driving in, in the winter and the fall. And, and then again, we, we haven't talked about winter driving. And we'll probably, you know what's going to happen? I'll say, I want to say this for next month. And something's going to happen before then. You watch it. Yeah. You watch it. I'm a jinx. (laughs) (laughs) I think the last two years we had some uh, early uh, weather conditions, we'll say. Okay. I will say this. Uh, Has traffic started to flow better out there? Because if I'm going to be honest, if you go out to Lincoln or Clark in the morning, especially Clark and uh, was it Bauer Drive? Yes. I mean, it could be a challenge getting in and out of there. Certainly. Um, And it has loosened up some, as we see every year. However, it is still a congested area uh, before school and after school. And then, of course, with uh, we're getting ready to change times and and it's getting darker earlier and lighter later. So uh, all of those conditions as well add to uh, safety concerns with those drivers. Okay. Well, anyway, again, that's all going out at the schools, you know, and somebody's saying, well, what about the elementary schools? How do we uh, protect those with officers? We don't have an officer at every elementary school, right? We don't. So uh, there's one officer per two schools and they travel back and forth uh, to those two schools and uh, make sure that they're there at times when they're needed uh, at each of the schools. So it, it works out well. It's not perfect. Uh, if we were going to say that things were perfect, we would have an officer in every school, as well as maybe um, a couple extra to be able to float between the schools, uh, like during uh, convocations and different events like that just to add an extra level of security okay all right what we got as far as officers so we are getting ready to bring on four new officers at the end of this month so we are super excited about that it's been a long process for them and they have passed all of their uh requirements as far as being hired so they're currently giving their notices to their employers and then they'll be coming on on october the 28th that will leave us uh one officer short who left to go up to uh, fisher's police department Um, but we are we are super excited to have these four on and then we will look to have another hiring process either at the end of the year, possibly at the beginning of next year to fill that last position. I'm smiling for you. Yeah. uh, Because you know what? I mean, you and I have been doing this show together a few years. Yes. Three years, maybe. Yes. Three, four years, whatever. Two and a half. Time just flies (laughs) when you're having fun. That's exactly right. (laughs) But anyway, it's been been a battle. Yeah. You know, it's been a constant challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, when I came into my current role as chief of police, we started with a deficit of officers and we have been struggling to fill all of those positions through the last two years. So once we hire these next four people, I will have hired 16 of the 38 officers on the department uh, in two and a half years. 
and that's a huge number. Uh, you're almost talking uh, half of the department has been hired in the last two and a half years. So the turnover rate has, has been quite large, but also it also provides a really neat opportunity for the police department because we have all these young officers and uh, they, are, they are out here wanting to protect and serve. And it's, it's kind of nice to have that fresh, fresh new face around that uh, is enjoying their job. Yeah. All right. That's, again, it's just, it's, it just sounds good. Now, how much has the lit tax played a part in this? So the lit tax um, is getting ready to, it has been collected almost for about a year now. I guess we are into October. So it started being collected last October. And the lit tax is a tax that is 0.05% uh, on a person that works in Knox County's. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. And so now that the government has been able to collect it and it has been able to, uh, I guess, imburse the, uh, the local governments, they're now able to use that money, one, for our EMS here in Knox County, as well as fire and uh, police. And the majority of that money is used for EMS as well as salary and benefits for officers. And locally, the Vincennes, uh, with the mayor and the city council, they chose to use a large portion of that for salaries because we had been underpaid for so many years. They were able to uh, give police and fire uh, between a 10 and 25% raise next year in 2024, mm -hmm. which gets us up to... Uh, close to where our neighbors are and there is a plan in place over the next three years to continue to give large increases so that we are paid what our counterparts are in our uh, neighboring areas to keep officers as well as uh, fire firefighters so we are super excited about that for sure good good and i think it's well-deserved, first of all. But number two is that tax also makes me feel good to be a resident because it is a safety tax, which means not only police and fire, but also ambulance. That's correct. Yep. And that's, that's exactly what that money has been taken in for, and that's exactly what it's being distributed for. So we couldn't be more happy uh, with, with the mayor and... Uh, the city council for utilizing that money for what it was intended for. Let me ask you something, chief right now, what is an area that concerns you as far as crime and Vincennes? I noticed I'm going to say, let me, let me, let me go farther. I've noticed we've had some several break-ins of automobiles. Yeah. So, and that's exactly what I was going to say. So we've kind of, we've had a, a bit of a hot streak in uh, actually auto thefts and uh, our officers have been trying to pinpoint locations that the time of day, the area that it's going on. Uh, and so patrol officers have been working with detectives. And although we've had several, we've kind of uh, got it a bit under control here lately. I don't, I don't wanna say uh, too much, I don't wanna knock on wood because uh, 
it has definitely dissipated and slowed down. And uh, I think that's because of what our officers are able to do. Right. Well, I mean, I had heard not not so many, so much about thefts, but break-ins. Okay. I yeah. Mean, I mean, and not and several people. And I'm just thinking that, you know, I I know as we get closer to the holidays, that happens. Yes, definitely. But 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 I cannot figure out why now. But it it really amazes me that this day and age of people having rings on their house and I mean, just there are so many cameras around. The chances of getting caught are, are much better now than they've ever been. You're absolutely right. And we utilize uh, a lot of that video evidence that people are able to provide to our officers to help us solve those crimes. And we couldn't be more fortunate to have the ability to, uh, to speak to our residents that have those cameras and and uh, they're always so willing to work with the police. And, you know, for years there was the neighborhood watch. And, you know, we, we had those people in those areas that were keeping an extra eye out. But now with all these cameras on all these homes and businesses, it has really provided that extra eye mm -hmm. that uh, we've needed at the police department to help solve some of these crimes. And I think what also helps the sensor lights. You know, you think you're breaking into somewhere that's dark, then you get in there, those lights hit you. And, I mean, you know, there's just, there's ways to protect yourself. But, uh, but you know, you know, I say, well, I'm going to lock my doors. Right. But if they're breaking in, there's not a lot you could do about that. There's not. Uh, however, what you can do is minimize your loss by making sure you aren't leaving things in your vehicle that uh, you don't want taken, uh, locking it in the trunk or taking it inside of your residence. But usually what happens is people are going and uh, checking the doors, seeing if they're unlocked and uh, making it an easy target to get into a vehicle and then take whatever property they might find accessible. I was gonna say the other thing is with, um, you know, these, uh, you, you mentioned that it's kind of calmed down for now. But it seems like it goes in waves, doesn't it? It does, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we can sit here and talk about it now and then have five of them tonight. I mean, That's so, why I was knocking on the, the uh, wood behind me. So, uh, And just like you had mentioned as well, as we're coming into the holiday season, and we tend to seize a bit of an uptick uh, in, in thefts and burglary and things like that. Yeah. Well, it hasn't escalated to homes, but it's been pretty much Correct. centered right around cars and trucks and Yep. Uh, so, no, I just had heard a couple reports. Like, wow, I got the chief coming in next week. I think I'll ask him. Yes. But, but it's, okay, does that mean there's a major crime wave? No, but it does mention that you never know. That's right. And uh, we want people to just be aware and do what you can to protect yourself, like we had mentioned. Uh, keep your doors locked. Keep your windows rolled up. I mean, obviously, with the rain and everything, people are going to do that. But uh, And then also, don't leave things in plain view. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. Little bits that we're going to be even hammering home next couple of months as we get to the holidays. But again, lock the doors, and you're right. You know, don't leave a laptop in there or anything electronic or something that's going to intrigue them. That's right. You know what I mean? It used to be back in our day, well, my day, you're a lot younger than me. You know, we used to have eight tracks. Go down there and grab that eight track out of there and go, you know, then 
things like that. CB radios. That's all. I'm talking old school here. Yeah. But but they were easy. They were accessible to break in and get. Yes. Nowadays, everything's so compact, it's hard. That's exactly but, right. But if you've got something in there. Now, I mean, there are times that I'll forget. Oh, crap. I left my wallet in the car. I'll get it tomorrow. Yes. Like, nah, I got to get it tonight. Yep. Yep. Better to, to go out there and retrieve that at the time then wake up in the morning and, and find it missing. So, uh, yes. The only time I ever suggest people not lock their vehicle doors is those that drive convertibles because you don't want them to slice your top in order to get into it because it is so expensive to replace that top. So, I always recommend that people that drive convertibles actually leave their doors unlocked with nothing inside to take uh, because you don't want them to destroy that that convertible top. Or if you're, the temperatures are below zero. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's a good point. Good point. So anyway, be careful. Lock your doors. Lock, you know, we live in that day and age. You know, we think you know your neighbors, and I'm, I'm sure you got great neighbors. Everybody does. Yes. But, but there's always people. I mean, it's just kind of passing by, and you know, it's you, got, you just never know. That's right. Okay. All right. Got about a minute left. Anything else you want to touch on? Uh, you know, we have Halloween coming up. Oh, so how did I forget that? We, we may want to talk a little bit let's, about some yeah. safety tips for let's, our trick or treaters. Let's. Oh my goodness, Ed. We're nineteen. You bet. Let's okay. Do let's do so it. real quick, um, just a few safety tips out there. Uh, walk in groups. Stay in groups. Uh, obviously, there's safety in numbers. Uh, try and stay on the sidewalks instead of walking down the middle of the street. Also, when you are crossing the road, do it in intersections. Look both ways before crossing the street. Uh, we should suggest that costumes, as fun as they can be and as flamboyant as they can be, we want them to be well-fitted so they aren't tripping hazards and, and having young ones end up uh, with some injuries. Also, avoid dark houses. We always ask that uh, residents turn on lights to uh, entice our trick-or-treaters, but if they have their lights off, just avoid those, those houses. Uh, try and have something that makes you visible, whether it's your costume that has some type of reflective material or flashlights or glow sticks, just something that kind of lights you up a little bit. And then uh, at the end of the night, when you are back at your house, Examine the treats before eating them. Make sure that they're all packaged uh, professionally. And we don't suggest that you eat anything that may have been made by a resident. You want it to be something that was purchased and uh, packaged by a company. And then last but not least, go out, have fun. The hours for trick-or-treating are Monday, October 30th, and Tuesday, October 31st from 5 to 8 p.m. All right. There you go. Thank you, Chief. Appreciate hey, it. Absolutely. All right. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV.